Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmen Lavelle. Big episode planned for you this week. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> What's that noise? Oh my gosh. People, calm down. Uh, it's a normal guy. Don't be like, what's that? What's going on? Come on. Stop. <laughs> what is doing what is, that? What Why is this are a... people that, like it's it's Mr. Timothy Schmidt, right? <laughs> Dude. Come on, folks. Give him some love. Hey, come on, one more time. Now let's hear it for Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Get out of here. Don't nobody talks to my friend and co-host like that. That's kind of brutal. That's that's unbelievable. That was on that was uncalled for. You <laughs> I guess I deserve that. I deserve that. Well, me. you know what? Actually, when you've talked about in the past that there was cheering in the front and that you weren't getting the cheers and you should get cheers, mm-hmm. someone had suggested to me that maybe I throw some booze in there when we introduce you just to see uh Actually, I think he just suggested cheers, and I said, well, what about booze? Wouldn't that be better? I <laughs> uh, might have agreed. I do deserve the booze. I will say that, Tom, because... Uh, don't beat yourself up, bud. I haven't I haven't been a great co-host lately, and my work schedule has really dictated uh, that for me, but um, I'm trying to fight back. I'm trying to, trying to bounce back, Tom, and I'm trying to right the ship here. So yeah. um, bear with me here. I'm, I'm still... I'm st- right now. I'm. You know, I got up at three thirty this morning for work, and we're recording here. Uh, like five so after like ten. Seventeen hours later. So I. I mean, I'm. I'm doing my best. You're I doing didn't, great. I didn't make it through last night. I apologize. Tom was waiting for me. Uh, usually at the time that we usually record, and uh, there was there was no one on the other end there. Tom, was there? Uh, no, it was uh, to, to let the people know a little behind the scenes. You know, we try to record on a certain night every night, you know, with the Philly schedule and then work and stuff like that. Things have, have obviously been difficult. We try to juggle it so that we're consistently putting out the episodes on the days that we put them out. And so I showed up last night, signed in, ready to record, sent the invite. You know, time goes by. I'm like, hey, did you, did you get the invite or? Is anyone there? Uh, you know, what's going on? And after about, I don't know, 40 minutes, I said, all right, he's probably asleep. I knew you'd Big been guy. up since like 2.30 in the morning. So I was like, he probably passed out. And hey, you know what? We could all use, we, we all need our sleep. And uh, yeah. things happen. I wouldn't yeah. let it bother you too much. I know you felt bad this morning. I was like, oh, I don't feel too bad that you let everyone down. But it's like... <laughs> We we're back though. We're back and we're we're recording here. No one really knows what day we're recording, so uh, I'm happy about it. I'm I'm ready to go. We're uh, I'm in an undisclosed uh, location right now, and uh, you know I am I'm cut off from the world, and I'm ready. I'm, my focus is on you, Tom, and and what this podcast is all about. Yeah, and let me tell you, we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be covering a lot of things. Some uh, things about texting, 
Thanksgiving, underrated, overrated dishes, some stories from Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about the turducken and the history of the turducken. We'll be giving you a fantasy football update and me and Timmy's bet that we have going and what's going on in our league. We're going to talk about Aaron Nola and the Eagles. And we also have to talk about my diet. So before we get to that, let's get to some of the comments from this past week. From our Bourbon Street is Trash video from Mike McD. He says Bourbon Street is great. And then we got a uh, an interesting message, an interesting DM from a, a fan of the show. And D underscore train 4033 says, As someone who has been to NOLA five times, once even when there wasn't even a Bourbon Street, only a Bourbon sidewalk because they tore up the entire street due to a plumbing backup, and another time when I was in a bar while a mass shooting occurred directly outside of it, can confer Bourbon Street is an absolute shithole. Abomination with disgusting drinks and the same menu in every restaurant. On top of that, I was excited to see so many red Phillies hats until I realized they weren't actual fans, but hundreds of Bloods gang members walking around. <laughs> Only positive during one trip was I sat three rows up from R-Truth, directly behind Heath Sl- Slater, and adjacent to Drew McIntyre because Raw was there that night. Got pictures with them all as we waited for our luggage. That's pretty sounds cool. Like, sounds like a great night. Yeah. Besides, besides the shooting. Besides the mass shooting, yeah. it seems like a wonderful time. We uh, we certainly covered Bourbon Street last week, and Timmy, uh, you, you let us know your thoughts on it. And uh, he's not going to sway. He's not going to. He's not going to sway me in any direction. That's <laughs> place is shit all. Uh, sometimes it's nice to be at a at a good shithole, but sometimes it's like, oh god, what am I St- doing? Um, I'm standing firm on that. On that stance okay i'm like there i'm not moving off of it and there's no one that could convince me that that place is even worth going back to for a fourth time yeah all right so let's get to our in-season tournament explained video this is where uh tom blacked out and uh just kind of rambled off everything that goes on in the in-season tournament Uh, from mr cupcheck 77 tom's explanation of the in-season tournament was like Will Ferrell debating in old school. I went and rewatched that clip because he was spot on with that. I went to a different like world when when explaining that. It was just I was just holding it and it just came out. You are not known for your uh sports savvy, if you will. And you went to a different place, Tom. You went to a place that I didn't know that you could go. And it was <laughs> it was impressive to see. Uh, I was in awe. Uh, <laughs> at the end of that video, I was I, I was dumbfounded as to even what you even said because I don't even know what the in, in season tournament is. So, I mean, you enlightened a lot of people there. I hope everyone experienced uh, whatever you put out there, and they are now knowledgeable of what the in season tournament is. Um, and that's it. it. It was like there's nothing else to be said about it, Tom. You yeah. you really delivered on all levels with that little soliloquy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I will say this, uh, people really aren't going to be paying attention now that the 76ers officially have been eliminated from the 
in-season tournament. They lost their second game. Yeah, they lost their second game last night, which would eliminate them from winning the group. And then they also eliminated themselves from possibly being the wild card, too. Oh, oh, man. They're out. They're out. All right. Well, the season's over. Let's cancel it. Let's move on to the next year. Now, Black Work underscore says, stupid tournament, so the money and the love of the game is not enough. The NBA is all fucked up. I don't watch this crap. That's from Black Work. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, like the NBA is making this. I don't think this is for the players. Like they didn't pick to get paid more money or anything like that. I feel like this was the NBA's thing. So I don't know if that necessarily applies there. Well, Tom, there's a lot of people that have different feelings on, on said tournament. Um, I think you're leaving out one comment that we had from a fan. Yeah. And Tim, I want to say maybe that comment's been taken down. <laughs> Is that possible that he deleted the comment? It was on that video, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it no, it was not. There's nothing there now. <laughs> so the other day we're at the bar and we're going over our rundown for the show. In walks a gentleman and apparently he's seen some of the clips and decided to comment. And his comment was, quote, dumb, <laughs> dumb. That's all he said. So we saw him and Timmy goes, yeah, what's with the what's with the comment? You don't like the show because he didn't really clarify what was dumb. Are we dumb? Is the NBA was, dumb? Is was the in-season tournament dumb? Was the in-season tournament? tournament dumb? Yeah. yeah. What's dumb? Specify. And- yeah. What was dumb? Like, or were you not happy with our commentary? Well, first he denied ever even doing it. Uh, no, I, I would. Know, I would never. That. I would never do that. On what? I don't, In- he, on what's Instagram? <laughs> yeah. His comment was, "I don't even. Whatever it's called, Insta. What? I don't even know what it's called. Instagram? Is that what it's called?" <laughs> well, I guess he took it down because I can't find it now. But you know what you did. Okay. You know what you did, and I he tweeted, I, whether or not he remembered actually doing it. At some point, I saw in his eye the look of shoot. I know I I did that <laughs> now. Like I, either his memory was refreshed or what. And I saw, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did that." <laughs> oh, I I made him bring it up in his inbox. I said, "You commented on this, dude." I pointed at it. I was like, "Look, check out your outbox," and he sure enough checked out his outbox. I'm like, "Dude, that was you," and he's like. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. Why, Six why in the would... morning. That couldn't have been me. No, that wasn't me at all. <laughs> and he went and deleted it. That's hilarious. Anyway. Well, we love the saying dumb, and we think that's going to be a new catchphrase on the uh, Schmidt and Lavelle show. So if you hear this right now, why don't you give us a dumb in the in the comments? Dumb, <laughs> thumbs down emoji, or the opposite, not dumb. Thumbs up. You can give us a not dumb with a thumbs up. All right, so... We put out our video about pulp or no pulp, and this this has gotten a lot of reaction. Majority and big time majority, no pulp. Yeah, a lot of no pulps. Everyone basically no pulp. There's a couple pulp weirdos out there, and that's fine. You're the ones drinking it. You you pulp it up all you all you want to do, but uh, yeah, no pulp for me. No pulp for Tim. Where the the what is it? Tropicana no pulp. Tropicana, no pulp. Actually, yeah, it's the uh, 
the green cap. It's just a solid orange juice every morning. Yeah. Just get after it. Get after it. The choice of Schmidt and Lavelle. All right. Let's get to our first thing. Timmy, you know, we we text a lot. We're in a group text. We text. Everyone texts. Everyone's on their phone. Everyone's texting. And sometimes that comes a bit frustrating. You know, like you send a text and you don't get a response. You don't get a response. You don't get a response. Yeah. Five hours later. Oh, I, I, I'm just seeing this. Well, were you no. asleep or what was happening? How do you, how are you just seeing this? The, the texting as a whole, what's, what's the maybe guidelines we should do for that? I don't even know what the guidelines are. I'm, I'm more concerned about just it's, well, I guess guidelines and text etiquette kind of fall hand in hand here, Tom, because you know, like, when you like everyone has a phone at this point, right? Like, right. It's not, it's not like, like my dad is 80 years old. He has a cell phone. Right. And I get that. He's not going to answer every text. Like he gets involved on a group text and like, he rarely ever texts, which is fine. But I would say the cutoff is gotta be 50 and under. And if you're 50 and under and you have a cell phone, you need to respond to a text whenever you get a text. Like it's just, it's within at, at the latest, I would say a 10 minute window to respond to a text because you have your phone more than likely you have kids, right? And more than likely you, your kids probably have cell phones and you're probably worried about them whenever they're going out or doing whatever they want to do, or you probably track them doing like through their locations or whatever. And you want to make sure that they're doing okay. So at some point at some way, some shape or form, you are checking your phone throughout the day, right? On a regular basis, at least every three to five minutes. So if you get a If you get a text message, you need to respond. I would say a 10 minute window is, is more than fair to respond to any text message, whatever it is. Now I will say I have a, I have a situation um, and my girlfriend will, will absolutely acknowledge this that I see a text message and I will tend to forget to respond to her. Cause I feel like I responded to her in my head, but I never, <laughs> but I, I never actually, Write the actual message, yeah. Yeah. So no, I responded. I just didn't text it. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, how's your morning going? And I'm like, oh, it's great. How are you? And then I look at my text messages. Like later on, I'm like, fuck, I never texted that yeah. shit. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. So <laughs> I get that part of it, but like, there's there's times where I feel like you need. It's a ten minute window that you need to respond in and that's it. And that, I think that's really the, the standard response time on a, on any text message. I will say this though. When I'm at work, I miss a lot of text messages. I get busy. And next thing you know, I can't, well, there's no looking at the phone. You're you know? in a little bit of a different industry time. You're a bartender and yeah, there's a lot of people that need drinks and stuff like that. You can't be on your phone all the time. And I, I respect that. But when you're not, like, like, say, for instance, if you're a single mom, all right, Uh-oh. and and 
maybe you have two kids that are in school and maybe you don't have a job. Oh boy. And maybe your maybe your ex-husband's texting you about the kids and you know in the morning and you know, maybe you don't respond for nine hours. Like that in in my opinion, like I mean, I don't know like who's whoever is in that situation. Like <laughs> may, maybe you should be able to respond within, you know, a few minutes. Like instead I of like response up, about my kids ASAP. Right. Like you yeah. can't just like pick up the phone at 4 30 at night and go, hey, I'm just seeing this. Like, oh wow, like I can't believe you sent me this text message. Like it it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like right. you you haven't been on your phone all day. So like for anyone that's going through that situation, I I can relate possibly, but I will know, say like, my wife is the queen of the um impatient texter i get a text from her if i don't respond it becomes a all caps text and then there's extra punctuation exclamation points or question marks or whatever it is and there's a missed call a couple missed calls and then there's even more like yeah full caps texts coming my way (laughs) and then i come out of the shower and i go what the fuck what i was in the shower for 15 minutes now like what's What's so the deal? What's wrong? Super aggressive. That's very aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I like, I don't understand some guys that do like, look, I'm a punctuation guy. All right. Like I'll say, Hey, how you doing? Question mark. Right. Like what's going on? Question mark. Like, Hey, like this weather is great. Period. Um, How about that play by Jalen hurts? Exclamation point. Right. Like, yeah, but there's there's guys that like I haven't talked to like I'll give you an example like I haven't talked to this dude from college in probably three years, and he sent me a text message like, "Hey man, like how are your kids?" and like four exclamation points. Ah, uh, that's a question, <laughs> doggy. <laughs> Timmy, how's my punctuation? How's my uh? Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I was solid. gonna say, do you have your headphone on like that on purpose? Or yeah, no, I was yeah, I was I was giving my ear ears get hot. Give your yeah. ear a breather. Yeah. So so like he sent me a text message with like the four exclamation points, and I I responded to him because like he's a good buddy from college, and I was like, I was like Matt, like I know I've known you for a long time. I go, I don't really think that the you know what you put out there about like you're asking my about how my kids are doing. I, like I said, I think it went a little crazy with the exclamation points. I said it felt more of like a like a statement, like "Hey, how are your kids doing?" Like almost like a period, right? I was like, maybe you could just use like one question mark at the end, like. And, and he was like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think you're just going overboard with your your. Yeah, your punctuation, like through text, he was like, "Dude, you're nuts." <laughs> I just, I felt like you're just, you're abusing like some, some sort of like. I am know. big on the habitual wrong. Your, whether they're using it y o u r, or y o u r e, I, I, uh, I'm big. Like if that's done habitually, I'm like, hey. We understand like your like yours and you are 
combined, yeah. right? Like that's the that's the deal with that, you know. <laughs> well, you got that, and then you then there's the there, there, and there. Oh yeah, the there's too. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. You, you, it's it's hard to work around that one. Well, I, you know what? I'm in the middle of decorate. I'm going to be decorating my kids' uh, kindergarten class, and I'm asking the teacher certain questions about this and that. And I had to say through today and it went through T-H-R-E-W, but I was trying to say like put through something and I was like, oh shit, I better edit this quick. Normally I'd be like, whatever, they know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to seem like a dope to the kindergarten. Hey, I, I fixed it. Notice that, you know, I want an A. <laughs> well, that and then you end up in a, because you're probably with like the English teacher. So you end up in like a little, in a lesson like Tom, I know Mickey is in my class, but do we need to do a lesson on there, there, and there? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, God there, there, Tom. Tom, have uh, a seat. Have a seat. Yeah. We'll we'll go through it real yeah. quick. <laughs> there, meaning over there, is T-H-E-R. Okay. All right. So, texting, just respond. Give a respond. And guess what? If you don't see something or you forget, it's totally fine to say, hey, uh, yeah, I saw it. I responded in my head, but I just never texted, and then I forgot. I'll see that. Oh. Like I'll be busy at work. I'll see a text. Oh shoot, yeah, I got to do that. Next thing you know, I'm running around. Five hours go by. I go home. I go to sleep, and I wake up the next day. I'm like, oh shit, I never responded to that text. Not a big but, deal. But in like ten years, it's going to be great because you'll be able to send a text through your brain, through your phone, and it'll be fine. Well, that's another thing. Like as far as like me working goes i'll get calls from my wife you know while i'm at work and she i guess thinks that i just sit there and do nothing and today she I, just, I can attest i can attest that you do nothing yeah i know but she she shouldn't know that so when i'm <laughs> pretending like i'm doing something and i'm getting a call it's the day before thanksgiving it's happy hour i've got a full bar and a couple seats over at the in like the table area and I'm working and doing my thing. She's calling. She's like, oh, yeah, well, we're on our way. Oh, I got to stop and get this thing. And, you know, there's a lot of people out here. And, blah, blah, blah. and like, just like bullshitting with me. And I'm like, hey, uh, it's happy hour the day before Thanksgiving. Kind of busy. Can I get a, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll catch up later. Thank you. <laughs> Let's right. move on. Let's move Let's on. Move on. All right. So. A big thing that's happened this week, and a lot of people asking me questions, a lot of people commenting, my diet. So I tried something different, Tim, and I tried a, a new thing, and I and maybe this is a problem with TikTok, but I went on TikTok, I saw a video, Dana White just did 82 hours fasting, no food, just water, blah, blah, blah. He feels great all the benefits of it. And if I can give you some of it, if, do you want the benefits now or do you, do you no? So the benefits no. of fasting, this is called a water fast. And so you want to do it for at least 72 hours. The first day you'll be drinking water. You want some electrolytes in that water, but they have to be zero, zero, zero. That means zero carbs, zero calories, zero sugar. You can drink that the first day. The next day you can continue drinking that, but you add bone broth and you want a special kind of bone broth, the, the cleanest kind that you can get. I get it at Whole Foods. Go check it out. Bone broth. You can have one serving twice a day for the next two days. So after 72 hours, you will 
be feeling a lot better. You'll lose some weight. It helps with heart disease, stroke, hypertension, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, weight loss, cancer, Alzheimer's, and so much more. Fasting. It's the new cool thing to do. Check it out. <laughs> well, if you guys uh, are not watching the, the stream on YouTube, um, I could give a shit about whatever Tom just said. I just got <laughs> back to the radio, uh, to the microphone, and uh, I, I missed out on whatever he said. So uh, I hope that it went well. And uh, Tom, you look great. You look, I can tell the difference in your face. Uh, I mean, you look great. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think I did lose some weight yeah. in, in around the face. My skin feels a little bit better. Yeah. It was difficult. I went 80 hours with no food. It's been a while. Timmy, you think you could do 80 hours, no food? <laughs> no. No? No. You could do it. No. I, I, I would never try. Um, I mean, it sounds fun. <laughs> Supposed to be good for you. Dana yeah. White's doing it. It's all the rage. Got any questions about the water fast? Hit me up. DM me, text me, whatever you want to know. I'll let you know. Surprisingly, I had uh, energy. I, I thought I would be like, you know, a shell of myself. I felt energized. I felt fine. Um, obviously, I was hungry. My stomach hurt. I wanted to eat. I thought about eating a lot, but I didn't. And I feel good that I did it. That's about it. I thought about eating a lot. I dude, I, I was thinking about I was, food a lot. I was starving. I mean, that's <laughs> strange when you like not when you don't eat for eighty hours. That like it's it, my, it seriously blows my mind that you were actually hungry. Yeah, <laughs> hard to believe, Timmy. But after those eighty hours of not eating over three days, I was kind of hungry. <laughs> it's, it's just you know what. Science again, it just, it really just, just <laughs> when you think you have everything figured out, you know, just when you think you got all the answers, I go ahead and change the questions. Science, science. <laughs> all right. So we've gone past food and now we want to get into our Thanksgiving portion of the show. First of all, Timmy, I think Schmidt Lavelle should give a very big, Happy Thanksgiving to all those listeners out there. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving with your friends, your family, loved ones. Enjoy a couple drinks, watch some football, eat some turkey. Anything you want to say about Thanksgiving, Tim, to these to our fans out there? It truly is one of my favorite holidays. It's it's the best. It brings up a lot of memories of just family and friends and just sharing moments over the years uh, with just people that you care about and um, that you just want to spend time with. And if you don't get to spend time with them, like you, you have an opportunity to spend time with people that you don't see for a while. It's just like, it is really just like such a beautiful holiday. Um, and hopefully you are with the people that you want to be with uh, at this time in your life and, 
you're enjoying your time and you're having a good Thanksgiving and that's it. That's it. That's it. It's just a great holiday, man. Awesome. One of the best. That's right. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there that's listening right now. Timmy, let's get into our first topic. We're going to be naming two dishes here. Two. It could be a side. It could be whatever you want. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we, before we get into that. Yes. I really need to ask you why. Why in the world does dinner for everyone in the world usually take place between 5 and 6.30? But for some reason, on Thanksgiving Day, it's like dinner is... O'clock. Hey, guess what? Hey, you know what? What time are we having dinner? Oh, dinner's going to be served at 1 o'clock today. Why? Why does that take place? Why does that happen, Tom? Yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's just the like the idea of getting everyone together. But like, why not does... get everyone together around one, two o'clock and have some cocktails and you know well, maybe maybe relax. that's what it maybe it's the parents that just want to like cook the dinner and be done with it and just be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm I'm over the stove. I'm I'm working hard i'm sweating i'm gonna get this thing done as soon as i possibly can so i can enjoy the holiday myself right and guess what dinner's gonna be served at noon (laughs) it's like maybe that's what it is i don't know but it's like crazy to me that like i get these like hey oh by the way uh yeah if you're coming over uh you know dinner is gonna be served at one i'm like what the fuck is going on right now why one o'clock when dinner is is universally served between five and six thirty? That is dinner time. Yeah. Why the switch for the biggest dinner day of the year? Thanksgiving is and Thanksgiving. Have- it's it's a holiday. It's all about food. It's all about spending time with your loved ones, gathering around a dinner at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sit down. We're about to have Thanksgiving dinner, and it's gonna be at noon. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a pilgrim idea. You know what I mean? Like, ah, you know what we'll do? We'll throw off these Indians and we're gonna have dinner at lunch. <laughs> this is Cap- our tradition. You have to do it. It was Captain John Smith, Pocahontas, Geronimo. <laughs> they're all sitting around. They're like, hey, let's just have some dinner right now. Yeah. We're gonna eat now. I'm tired. You know, John Smith was like, fuck waiting. I'm eating right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I don't understand that either. Why isn't it nor why isn't it at five? Like I could see the hey, the first football game's on at this time, come over around that. We'll hang I'm, out. I'm curious if there's other is, is there families that actually have dinner at, at like five thirty? Does that happen? Does that happen? Because I feel like the latest of my friends is like three. Like three o'clock is like yeah, we're we're putting out food at three, and yeah, it's a it's gonna be it's, that's the dinner time, you know. Yeah, like, you, you miss out. It's, I will say this year. Normally, in years past, we go, mm. we always go to our my sister in laws, and we're always there by like noon, and dinner's at like two, right? And this year, we're going over at four, so maybe we are hitting a dinner time this year. <laughs> A well, new you... tradition. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner 
at actual dinner time. It's, it's impressive. If that's what happens, that's impressive. But I digress. Um, anyway, let's let's get into your. Uh, what were we talking about? All right, so we're going to be naming the most underrated Thanksgiving foods and the most overrated Thanksgiving foods. Tim, which would you like to start with first, underrated or overrated? Um, I'm going to go with overrated. Okay, overrated. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? No, I'll start. The most overrated dish of all time is any type of casserole that anyone brings to any Thanksgiving dinner. The casserole is out. It's the worst dish ever, and people make such a fuss of it. Oh, did you have the string bean casserole? Did you have the corn casserole? Like everyone makes a different casserole. The casserole blows, dude. It's out. I hate the casserole. Uh, it's just a stupid dish. Get it out. Get it out of my face. I'm going any to casserole. Any. Any casserole. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Unless, oh, do you have a different casserole that you make, Tom? Well, my mom, when we were growing up, and like, I didn't love a ton of casseroles, but she did make this chicken and rice casserole. This wasn't a Thanksgiving thing, but I liked it. It was good. Chicken, rice, cheese. It was good. Oh, oh I mean, like, yeah, that's fine. But usually, like, a casserole. Thanksgiving, you're getting, like, you're getting the, the green bean casserole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you're getting uh, the, yeah. you know, uh, the sweet potato casserole and yeah, stuff like it's, that. It's a shitty casserole that they they just like, oh, yeah, let's just throw something in there. And it's going to be a casserole. And then everyone's going to eat it. Casserole, I mean, people love it. I hate it. It's overrated. Yeah. See, well, I would just say this, Tim. If it's so good, how come we only have it one day a year? I never have green bean casserole any other day. I It's not like we're hanging, oh, let's get something to eat. I'm going to make something. Hey, let's. you want spaghetti meatballs? No. You want pizza? Nah. You know what I could really go for? Some green bean casserole. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we got we a condensed mushroom soup up there that we can throw <laughs> in this thing. Yo, I need to go to underrated now. Okay, well, can I give my overrated first, or you want to? You want to? Then you just do it. I, thought, I didn't uh, know. Am I overrated? Uh, you're, just, you're just piggybacking on me. Well, yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying with the casserole dish. I mean, yes. I'll eat anything. It doesn't really bother me, but. I can understand what you're saying with the casseroles. The the, the foods, the sides in general for Thanksgiving are really kind of like, eh, they're all like, yeah, whatever. I guess we'll do it today, you know. But my overrated food is is the main, is the big guy, is the numero uno. Oh, the turkey. Nah, the turkey nah. is overrated. <laughs> no, you no. know what? Hard nah. to cook. I've had it nah. dry so many uh -uh. fucking times. It's just the turkey. It's usually bland it's not it doesn't taste good i will take a ton of other meats over that you know i'll do I'll, i'd rather have a burger i'd rather have a steak i'd rather have ham i you know meatloaf for crying out loud mm. the turkey yeah. is overrated and part of that i think is because i think it's a difficult thing to cook and have it be tasty I I think uh, it's the number one underrated. Is the tur so this is your number one underrated is yeah. turkey? So mm -hmm. my number one overrated turkey and your number one underrated is turkey. Wow. Yeah. And I cuz cuz I you you actually took the words right out of my mouth. Like you go well 
Like, why are we like we eat it one time a year? Like, and I have to say, like, why do we eat it one time a year? Because it's a fantastic bird. It's a great meat. Like you put the, the gravy on, and then all of a sudden, first of all, I love how people like talk shit on turkey. Yet they'll eat it on Thanksgiving, and then they'll eat it for two weeks afterwards because leftovers are the best thing ever. They'll just turkey sandwich after turkey sandwich and turkey sandwich after turkey sandwich and stuffing, and then they're like cranberry sauce. Everyone talks about the the gobbler. It's ridiculous, dude. I love, I love turkey. And I love the sauce that it comes in. I love the gravy. I love if, if anyone can make it like a really good gravy with the turkey, I'm in, dude. Like, All about dude. the gravy. And it's a shame that we only have Thanksgiving once a year. I think we should have Thanksgiving at least four times a year. It should be once every quarter. We should have a nice little Thanksgiving meal. And it should be with family. With And we should do I don't know why we only do it once a year. It doesn't make any sense. Like well, it's a, you got Christmas, don't you have Christmas dinner? Yeah, yeah. Easter. What's that? What's that mean? Well, I would say if you're doing four times, like there are other holidays that there's a family dinner. You know? Like, yeah. No, but that's fine. But you just, I'm just saying, like you should have a Thanksgiving turkey, like at least once a quarter, once in between quarterly things. turkey, quarterly turkey. You have the 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 whole the whole deal. Like get the yeah, the, you have the yams and the you get the uh, the mashed potatoes, and if you want to bring the string bean casserole, you bring that too. Like, love the mashed potatoes. I think you have to get together once a quarter, and you have a nice little turkey meal. It'll be fun, and then it'll be it'll last two weeks afterwards. You have plenty of turkey to have sandwiches and all that stuff. Now hold on a second. It's... You're not a mayonnaise guy, no. And so your turkey sandwiches, what? You just do turkey and bread? Like, how are you doing it? Yeah, just dry turkey. I just eat the turkey. Just eat, just, just right out of the bag. Like, someone dark or light meat. Like, everyone does oh the. Oh, God. You're such everyone. a freaking white bread piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, they do the. They do it's the, the most bland shit available. I remember I'm going to eat the white turkey, no flavor, dry. Yeah. Oh. God, my grandma would she would put like all the leftover turkey in a giant Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's just like it's a mess. <laughs> just get in there and it'd just be like it's just turkey fingers. She makes and... a great casserole, doesn't she? No, nah, my grandma. No, nah, she was terrible. <laughs> she was she's she didn't make much that well, but. I mean that leads to my turkey, my, my Thanksgiving story, which which is just a whole different nightmare. But I'll let you, I'll let you go first. All right. Well, so then my my most underrated food, I would say, underrated, is going to be the cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. I need the cranberry sauce out there. It adds an element to that bland ass turkey that you got there. It helps cut it. It helps uh you know get a little flavor. And uh, I, I when when you don't have cranberry sauce, it's a big fail. I don't even care if it's the canned cranberry sauce. I love that too, but it needs to be there. It needs to be with the entire meal because it just ties it all together. I agree. Oh, you like cranberry? Oh, my. look at us! I might start singing zombies. 
(laughs) (laughs) Timmy, we didn't have to let that one linger. And let's go on to now some traditions. Thanksgiving traditions. Any personal traditions that you have or traditions that you love about Thanksgiving? Well, Thanksgiving was always um, something for for the Schmidt family because we're always tied into sports and stuff like that. So one of the biggest ones was we all went to Roman Catholic high school. And every Thanksgiving morning, it was Roman Catholic versus Roxborough High School. Over at the um, at Roxborough High School, which was just, I mean, it was always lopsided. Like Roman always won, won the game, but it was great because there's such a strong alumni presence from the Roxborough area that also went to Roxborough High School and went to Roman Catholic. So, like, pretty much the entire neighborhood represented both those schools. And it was cool to see everyone over at the field, um, you know, just from usually like at 8.30 in the morning till, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon. And then everyone pretty much went home to their respective families, pretty pretty hammered, pretty inebriated. Um, yeah, there's many a times that, you know, we would, we would go to, well, first of all, I played in the game. Uh, for four years, which was fantastic. And we won all four years that I was there, which is great. But going from from there to being just like a spectator was even more fun because like you got to watch the game from Cheapskate Hill and you would have a couple beers and yeah, you'd rub elbows with all the neighborhood guys. And then yeah, they would tell their stories about their games that they played against Roxburgh High School and then Eventually, you'd walk up the street to the bar on the corner, which was like a shithole dive bar. The only time that this bar would ever get any people. The Fountain Street? Fountain Street Inn or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It was Fountain Street Pub. Okay. And they brought in like three bartenders for the day. It was the only time they had more than one bartender on a shift. And it was just nuts, dude. We'd go up there, everyone sing this school song, and it was just like people just, just, it was just like fun, man. It was just an awesome tradition that I wish they still had. Um, no, unfortunately, Fountain Street Pub sold. What I mean, I'm saying unfortunately, like it's like a sad thing. Like the bar was there for for a day that that we ever been in, but uh. You know, it was just a tradition that we always loved to go up there and, you know, sing the the fight song and then we rub elbows, we watch some football. Um, and that's that's really what Thanksgiving is all about. It's like family, football, right? And just just being around people that, that you love and just dude, like Thanksgiving and football tied together is just it's going to be synonymous for years and years and years. And it's it's great that it's still that tradition still carries on because you know they still do it in the NFL where they do that Thanksgiving game every year where it's usually the Lions that the Cowboys play some shitty team and it's just an absolute route. But um hey, like that's what it is, dude. It's great. Like you get done dinner and you're able to sit on the couch and watch NFL football and fall asleep 
and then wake up and realize that that game really didn't mean much that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I would say that's probably the best tradition of Thanksgiving minus, you know, everyone getting together would be the football aspect of it. And, you know, just the high school's games and stuff like that is always a lot of fun. Now, the one year, and I guess this will lead into my Thanksgiving story. The one year we had, I had just read this book. It's called The People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Are you familiar with this book at all, Timmy? Uh, no, I don't read. So it basically was saying the kind of stuff that maybe you weren't t- taught in high school and like maybe some of the war crimes or this and that, maybe questioning from the other side, almost a devil's advocate of what was going on in the actual what happened in history. And so they certainly paint Christopher Columbus in a very bad way in this book. And I was like, maybe, I don't know, 19, 18, something like that. And we were going to be having Thanksgiving. And I would thought it would be funny if we did the anti-Thanksgiving, everything opposite, pro-Indian, anti-Pilgrim. We had buffalo wings. We had, you know, I don't know, corn. (laughs) Stuff like that. Jesus. And we just made a big like joke of it, like we were doing like just something completely different. And everyone in my house like got into it, like all my younger brothers and my sister and my mom, and like we just had people over, and it was just like it was just a ton of buffalo wings. We didn't do the turkey, <laughs> we didn't do anything, but it was the anti-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, and it was more just a joke to be different. And uh, it actually turned out to be a lot of fun, and we had like a big party. So that's a fun. Uh, Fun Thanksgiving memory for me. But, uh, Tim, you said you had an interesting story earlier this week about. Well, mine's a, little, mine's a lot different than yours. Well, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo. I don't know if you know by my three days of fasting, but uh, <laughs> I like to do some things differently sometimes. All right. I'll, I'll try to give you the clip notes of this one. And if I get long winded, tell me to stop. But uh, should I even tell this story? I don't know if I should. Oh. Um, Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Like, so is we, it an incriminating it, story, or is it just a lot like is something? It, no, it, it's it's a good story. It's it, I mean, it's a feel good story that kind of went a little awry. So, my mom used to work at Inglis House, which is um, it's a. It's a rehabilitation center over on City Line Avenue for, yeah, like people with disabilities. And my mother ran into a friend of hers from her childhood that uh, was in a car accident with her brother. And at this point, he, he was a paraplegic and really didn't, couldn't talk. And just was basically relegated to a to a wheelchair, and I, I I'm not laughing at like that at all. But my mom, out of the goodness of her heart, um, wanted to do something for this individual and wanted to bring him to Thanksgiving dinner with our family, and that. Tom was very a very difficult task. <laughs> How old were you? 
I was in college. Oh boy. And so you were on the uh, Cheapskate Hill, is that what you called it? And had a couple it, subs. And, uh... So we were all on Cheapskate Hill, and my mom was cooking dinner, and she, you know, told us about this whole situation. She's like, "Hey, we have to go pick up Dennis at you know two o'clock, and we have to bring him to the house, but they're not going to provide transportation, so we have to do it ourselves." And at the time, Tom, we had. We had a minivan, a white Dodge minivan. And um, so to get Dennis from Inglis house to our house, we had to empty the minivan. So we removed all of the seats from the back of the minivan. And um, <laughs> we okay. had... So you remove we... all the seats and you get up there and you got to get them in the minivan, right? Now you yeah. put him in in the chair? No. So we we get him off his chair and then we put him in the minivan. We slid him. Now this Dennis individual, he's a paraplegic. He also has a colostomy bag. Oh no! So we get him to we get him we get him into the minivan. And then we just threw like the the seatbelt that was like supposed to be around. Where the chairs are, and we just wrapped it around. We wrapped it around them, and we like started. We fold up his wheelchair. We put the wheelchair in the in the minivan. <laughs> we started driving, and he just starts. He just starts flopping all over the place <laughs> to the point where like one oh, of us who <laughs> was driving, <laughs> my dad. <laughs> So like one of us has to like get in the back and like hold him. <laughs> so then we get to to the house uh, and we we get him in this chair where like we park and like we, I'm crying, dude. So <laughs> we get him out of his out of his out of the minivan that he was rolling around for fucking the last ten minutes. <laughs> And like, God, I mean, goodness of my mom's heart, dude. Like, she really wanted to like make this special for this guy. And we get him out, and we get him in the wheelchair, and we're like, all right, we got to carry him up into the living room. Can he speak? So, not well. So it's just it, like mo, like uh, like. Oh, so was he doing that in the back? Is he's like being <laughs> tosser? <laughs> It's, oh my God. it's it's like me being like <laughs> oh, no. so we get him in the chair and we start carrying up the stairs and like it's great like it's all right like now we're in a good spot but we get him to we get him to the front door and his wheelchair just doesn't fit through the front door and we're like shit now we gotta we got to figure out a way to get him through the front door. So we propped the door open. We had a dog named Quincy who was a purebred, purebred boxer. And Quincy was a licker, right? So like Quincy <laughs> would kiss you no matter what, who you are, right? So we're like, all right, we got to get Dennis through the door and then onto my dad's leather chair cap, like leather chair that like is a recliner. So like 
it's just like a swift move. And me and my brother, like at this time, like we were in pretty good shape. Yeah. So we're like, why we're don't you like, just pick dude. him up off the off the wheelchair, fold it up, and but well, he was also like almost like three hundred and seventy pounds, like dead weight. Too. Oh, like, he was a big guy. Yeah, he's a big uh, dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm imagine. Oh my god, so he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, he's monster dude. So like we. <laughs> We're like trying to get them. We're on the porch, and like we see like neighbors are like driving by, and they're like, "Do you guys need help?" And like, like yeah, anything we can, like, yes, come on, help. So we open up the front door, and the screen is open, and like Dennis is like halfway through the door, and it's like me and my brother, and we're like shoving him through the, through the door, dude, and my dog. Like at the time, like just comes out and like starts licking him in the face, and like he's like Quincy, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, this is fucking, this has got to stop right now. So we just like we gripped him up and like I grabbed this glossary bag, we just drug him across the floor, and we finally got him through the front door and we put him in the in the chair. Right, my dad's a client. And like, dude, we're like dying laughing. We're like crying. We're like, dude, this is like, this is outrageous. So we like finally get him in the chair. <laughs> we put the chair in recline mode and he just slides right off the recliner <laughs> back <laughs> onto the <laughs> this, dude, it was like the most ridiculous thing you'll ever like witness, dude. It was like <laughs> it was like something out of a movie, dude. It like you couldn't write the script to this, and like uh, God bless Dennis because like he was he was awesome through the whole thing because like he knew like he was just alone for the ride, like right. He, was, he knew it was gonna be tough. He knew the reality of it. He just was so happy that he was out of like English house. Like he oh was like, God. dude, like I got people here that care for me that like are going to. And it was a mess, dude. It, like we did the best we could and it just wasn't good at all. It was just, a, it was a comedy of errors, Tom. Oh my God. That is hysterical. God bless <laughs> Dennis and God bless your mom for freaking trying to do something nice and you know what? If he appreciated the day, so be it. I mean, you made well, the worst, the worst oh. part about the worst part about it was like the next year. My mom's like, "So we're picking up Dennis at two. I was like, "No, we can't. <laughs> no, we're not doing this again. Like the guy suffered enough. Like, yeah, Jesus right. So, so we uh, we bet on that, but it was just it was just a nightmare, man. It was bad. I would say only if they provide the transportation. There has to be a better way, you know. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He's rolling around in the back of the minivan, you know. Uh, It was not good. You guys tossed him in the back. We could have been arrested for like domestic, like abuse or something like that. (laughs) It was brutal. Oh my god, that's hilarious! All right, Timmy. As we were saying before, the. the big tradition of Thanksgiving is football, and we could not think about Thanksgiving football and probably football in general without one man. And and one thing that he did, Timmy, let's let's give you a little history of uh have you heard of this, the turducken? Of course I have. Of course you've heard of a turducken. The turducken is a deboned chicken stuffed into a deboned duck, further stuffed into a deboned turkey. 
Outside of the United States and Canada, it is known as a three-bird roast, also known as a good duckin in England by replacing the turkey with a goose. A goo duckin. Goo duckin. All right, credit for the creation of the turducken. The most common claimant is Herbert's Specialty Meats in Maurice, Louisiana. Did you visit it last week, Timmy? No, I did not, but I knew that, that that's where the turducken originated. All right, and the owners, Junior and Sammy Hebert, Hebert, say they created it in 1985 when a local man brought in his own birds to their shop and asked the brothers to create the medley. Now, who is the man, Tim, I think you know the answer to this, that is responsible for the popularization of the turducken in the United States. That was John Madden. John Madden made it famous on his, uh, again, football was number one during the Thanksgiving holiday. It was always something that the NFL wanted to push uh, during the holidays. It was a, an opportunity to really capture you know, fans of, of football uh, and John Madden was the first to really push this uh, agenda with the turducken. He used to give it out as an award to players that excelled during the Thanksgiving turkey turkey bowl, if you will. Um, and he would hand out turducken legs to all the individuals that, that did really well during those games. Right. And you know what? This, this Louisiana – Hebert specialty meets. They decided they want to get this down to John Madden. They showed him he liked it so much he wanted to bring it on the show and he thought it was interesting. So he promoted the unusual dish during an NFL Thanksgiving Day games and later on Monday night football broadcasts. On one occasion, Madden sawed through a turducken with his bare hands live in the booth to demonstrate the turducken's contents. Madden ate his first on-air turducken December 1st, 1996, during a game between the St. Louis Rams and the New Orleans Saints, right near where the turducken was created. John Madden and Thanksgiving and football, they all go hand-in-hand. I loved his calls. I love John Madden. One of the cool things about John Madden was like the way he would – he would describe like the the turducken. He'd be like, "Well, oh, they got the turducken there, and you got to take the, the leg there, and you get it up there, and you, uh, the, you, you saw it off, and you take a bite, and a boom, and a boom, and it tastes great." Uh, <laughs> like that's the way. Like he would just yeah. he he just get right into it. He'd it's looking talk. great. It's smelling great. I go, let's get into this right now. Bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's the way John John Madden would do it. He was he was he go, talk about Brett Favre and you know Brett Favre. You know, he'd have some turducken. He'd he'd have his friends over and we'd do the turducken. <laughs> the best I could do. That was good. I liked it. All right, Timmy. Let's get some quick updates on our fantasy football bet. So if you don't remember or you haven't heard yet, the bet was the loser, whoever had the best overall season throughout the regular season, the loser would then have to caddy for the other person at a time named like to be named later, probably like in the, you know, whenever there's a nice day at Walnut Lane, the other person will be caddying for that person. As we stand right now, or like Sandy Ron. Or like any major championship golf course. 
Okay, wherever. I just thought we originally were talking about Walnut Lane, but no, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I remember it being like a, a full 72, 7,000 yard course. The longest course in Pennsylvania. Four <laughs> par sixes. All right. So right now, the standings are Timmy at eight and three with 1,558 points, and Tommy at Seven and four with thirteen hundred and fifty-eight points. So that would mean Timmy would hold the tiebreaker in all of her points. It doesn't look like I'm going to catch him on that. I need some losses from Tim and some wins from me. Big weeks this past week. I had a tough loss the last two weeks, but I feel like they were kind of due to me as I had a couple lucky wins earlier in the season. Timmy. Had several buys this week, and I think came through with the W anyway. Is that right, Tim? Am I saying this right? That is uh, that is accurate. Uh, Tom, I just wanted to check in on the uh, the crowd. Um, I believe they are pretty happy with you know my performance over the course of like the last couple last couple weeks. You know, like I think now. Nah. It sounds like they're pretty happy about that. Well, it sounds like sounds like we're getting some applause there. So, <laughs> well, Timmy, you know what? You're 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 up on the overall uh, wins and losses, and you're you have a big lead in the score. So it's looking pretty good for you. Any comments on the uh, remainder? You got a big matchup this week. Yeah, it's me versus the undefeated team of uh, Mad Dogs. Uh, and we, I believe, we have a bet that if I beat him, that he has to give me uh, half of his trees um, and supply my family with a uh, Christmas tree to every member of the Schmidt family, including your old friend Dennis from the where was the home that? <laughs> the, the, those trees are going to be at the secret garden and if you don't know where the secret garden is that's right off of ridge avenue near matthew's <laughs> beverage you'll be secret. able to find it but don't tell anybody the secret <laughs> garden where it's no secret that you get the best prices on christmas trees go check them out john lynch has some great deals for you buy a live christmas tree timmy we'll get into some christmas stuff in the next month but we're both pro real christmas trees right Oh, absolutely. If you go fake Christmas tree, you're just a communist. Yeah, you're a fake American is what you are if you go fake Christmas tree. All right. So, fantasy football, turducken, Thanksgiving Day football. Real quick, let's touch on the Eagles. Big win this past week against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on the road against Andy Reid off a bye against probably the best quarterback in the league for the last – three or four years, five years. And Tim, this team is, and I, and I know you, the word you used the other day was an anomaly. I still don't think we've played a good game and we're nine and one. I've never seen anything like this. It's incredible. That if, if anything, they've got a great knack on finding a way to win, which is the most important thing out there. And if they can keep doing it, Wow, what a season. Nine and one, and I still think we haven't played a good game yet. Yeah, no, I say I say an anomaly because um teams aren't supposed to do this. Like the way that they they keep on winning 
Um, yeah, they lose the turnover battle and then they still end up winning the game. They, um, for the most part, were, were losing for the majority of the game against the Chiefs away and they still end up winning the game. Um, it's impressive what they're doing. Like, and it's, it's a testament to the coaching and to the players really like just buying in and saying like, Hey, we're not out of this thing. And it's, in, it's just really impressive to see how they keep on finishing games. Um, and like, dude, I'm just blown away by like just how they respond and how they react and, you know, like they're just never out of a game and it's just impressive to watch and it's fun to watch. And it's dude, it's, it's your squad and you should be happy about it. You should be invested in it. And it's, it's cool. Like, it's okay to be, look, we're nine and one. And like, people like want to point out flaws. Why? Like you're the best team in the league right now. Just, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy the run. Um, and look, you can you can go through everything that uh, that you want to point out and say hey, they did this wrong, they did that wrong. But like, it's it's pointless when you have a team that that is as complete as they are and and as developed as they are. And like, dude, they they shut out the Chiefs in the second half. They held them to zero points. Like that was is, insane. Uh, that was insane. <clears throat> and 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 it's not like the Chiefs made mistakes. Look, they did drop a lot of passes. You saw that. But like the two turnovers happened because we made those turnovers happen. Like Brad, uh Bradley Roby punched that that ball out of Travis Kelsey's hands. Uh you know, Kevin Byard intercepted that pass against uh, Patrick Mahomes because he made a great play on the ball. Like it wasn't like a just a bullshit thing that happened. It was just it was just a football player making a football play, which is is what you want to see. And it's just uh, it's it, timely. It, They're making timely plays, yeah. and like you said, like we barely got over two hundred yards. They controlled the clock, the time of possession. They had won that battle by almost five minutes. And you think there's no way we walk away with a win here, and mm-hmm. they do. So. Yeah. We have a we have another tough game this weekend against the uh, Buffalo Bills, and then it's the 49ers and the Cowboys. Something I did want to bring up when looking at the schedule, the NFL is fucking the Eagles like seriously on the 49ers Cowboys game. They have us playing the 49ers after they played the Thursday night before ten day break. Then they have us playing the Cowboys after they play the Thursday night for 10-day break. That's two games in a row against two of our toughest competitors in the NFC, and they both basically have a half a bye. That's bullshit. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, but you know what? You ask any of those guys that play for the Eagles, they'll say, hey, we'll just play whoever's in front of us and and that's it. So um, you can't cry about it. You just got to deal with the schedule that's in front of you. Um, it's the same way as like people always talk shit about like people making the playoffs. Well, they didn't really play anybody. Well, dude, they don't choose their schedule. It's set for them. So you play with the people that you that are in front of you. 
and that's it. So that's what you have to deal with. You beat the goes the guys in, that are in front of you, and if that's the case, then so be it. Move forward, and then hey, you're in the playoffs or not. That's it. Yep. And hopefully the Eagles can find a way to uh, win these games, and you know keep that record going and moving forward to hopefully a, a number one overall seed. A tough win for the Lions this past week, you know, tough win for the Eagles because they should have totally lost that game and the Bears blew it. Yeah, that was uh that was that was a tough tough little spot there. I thought the Bears were gonna pull that off and they ended up giving up a double digit lead in the fourth quarter to the Lions and the Lions end up getting another W, but like that's the only team that you really gotta keep an eye on is in terms of the number one seed, they got to make sure that because their their schedule is cake um, to end the year, um, and you just got to you you have you got tough opponents in front of you, man. You got to you got to just play the guys in front of you, and you just got to keep that keep that in in mind. Like, hey, it's it's going to be a tough road, and uh, you just got to take it one play at a time, one play at a time, one week at a time. One show at a time. Timmy, this is going to bring us to the end of another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. Another great episode. We appreciate you listening. If you're not already doing it, please give us that follow, that like, that share, that subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Schmidt and Lavelle, I'm so thankful for that show. And we are thankful for you. Once again, happy Thanksgiving. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving and you're you're out there with your loved ones watching football, eating the overrated turkey, chowing down on some underrated cranberry sauce, enjoying yourself, spending time with friends and families, helping the dead weight into your house and fall off the recliner and drop them and roll them around in the minivan and bust his colostomy bag and, you know, just take care of people out there. Right, Tim? Yeah. All that. <laughs> Timmy, anything you want to say to Schmidt and Lavellites before we sign Dude, off? Dude, the best part was like the screen. It was like a, it was on a spring. So the screen, screen was smacking him in the head. <laughs> and the dog was, and the dog was like licking his colostomy bag and then started licking his face. Was, oh my God. And he was going, Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Tim, hit us with it before we sign off. What would the world be without Captain James Hunt? Amen. God bless you. God bless America. Happy Thanksgiving. Until next week, my name's Tom Lavelle. For Timothy Schmidt, happy Thanksgiving. We love you. <laughs>